0: Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Tourpreneur podcast, another installment of what I learned this week. This is raw, this is unscripted and unedited. And I want to thank all of you that have been listening to this segment. I was really surprised. This was a bit of an experiment for me to launch this. And podcast, uh, the download episodes are through the roof. So I, I really appreciate that and the words of encouragement. Uh, before I get on to my learnings this week, I want to thank all of you who've written in supporting the Tourpreneur Approved Directory, blown away by the positive responses to it, and also those of you who are writing in with shout outs for people that you've worked with that are helping you with your business. I want to make a really big shout out this week to Jen, Jennifer Burke. Jennifer Burke is a uh, user experience expert. She knows a way around WordPress, SEO, a digital marketing ninja, in my view. And she's been working with me on my own website at tourpreneur.com because I've been really frustrated with my WordPress theme on formatting. For instance, when I want to use bullet points, it uses a smaller font than my default font, and I couldn't change it. I couldn't change the spacing. Things like that, right? things that I just don't have time to really kind of look into and fix. Jennifer stepped up. She recruited some help with that from her network. We've got it fixed. I'm really, really happy because it's hard enough to create content as it is without worrying about, well, it's going to be beautiful content, but it's going to look crap. Okay, so that was holding me back in writing blog posts for you. So big thank you to Jennifer. You can find her website listed on today's show notes, tourpreneur.com forward slash 85. And this really describes what I'm trying to do with the Tourpreneur Approved Directory. Let's say, for instance, you were like, I really want to work with a digital marketing expert, particularly with user experience. You go to the directory, you find Jen's listing, you read my testimonial underneath, you'll read another tour operator's testimony underneath, and you know that you can work with Jen with confidence, that she knows her stuff, she's delivered for other tourpreneurs, and that's half the battle. That is half the battle. All right. So today's uh, learning, well, this week's learning, I should say, uh, Arrival Phoenix. Before I I talk about Arrival Phoenix and some of my issues here, I want to say this. I am a huge fan of Arrival. I am sympathetic to their plight. They are a for-profit business. They're not a trade organization. They've canceled two major events this year, Berlin and Bangkok. Who knows what's going to happen with Phoenix, That's their business. That's how they make money. Also, to a preneur, I'm not doing this to be popular. You guys know I don't see myself as a guru. I don't want to be a guru, okay? But I recognize that now with the amount of listeners who tune into the show weekly or read the Daily Brief or contribute on our Facebook group, I have a responsibility to you, to have your backs. I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to flatten the learning curve I'm here to help you grow your business, and I'm here to help you save money. With that said, I asked Douglas on our Facebook group this week, what was the latest with uh, Arrival Phoenix? Is it going ahead, et cetera? And he, he wrote to our members the following. Right now, Phoenix is on, and we're cautiously optimistic with Arizona and other states beginning to reopen We're making plans for a number of scenarios, developing safety protocols, awaiting guidelines from the state and other authorities on running events. We're also looking at ways to keep prices down for operators. We know how hard this has all been for operators, and we're all right there with you. More to come, and we'll have lots to announce soon. So he's cautiously optimistic, so there is still a chance of this going ahead. I looked at the... Their costs for Rival Phoenix. So it is an early bird ticket. If you're a tour uh, or an activity right now or an attraction, you can snap up a ticket for 845 bucks. Ordinarily, I would be urging you to book uh, to register for an arrival event. I am a huge fan. I think it's the best event for those of us in tours and activities and attractions. And everybody needs to go. However, the problem right now is what's the cancellation policy? So if I go in and I register, and I'm not a tour activity or an attraction, I register at the $1,045 rate. Of course, I'm not going to book my flight or my hotel right now, okay? Because I've lost enough money with flights as it is. They don't even talk to me about hotels. I lost an absolute fortune in Berlin, nine-night stay that I didn't get a refund for. So, But I looked at the terms and conditions for arrival, and they have a cancellation policy, but it's if you want to cancel, Okay. They do have a force majeure policy. Now, whether a lockdown comes into force majeure, I don't know. As I understand it, one of the reasons why Arrival hasn't refunded those of you who registered for Berlin yet is they're having a battle with suppliers in Berlin. Arrival are saying it's force majeure. The suppliers are saying no, the country was still open, etc., etc. So who knows? whether this will actually count as force majeure. Or it could be you bought your ticket and the state of Arizona say, yeah, we can have gatherings, but no more than a hundred people together because of, and I hate the word social distancing. Let's call it what it is, physical distancing. Then of course, Arrival can't run the event on a hundred people, 200 people. I don't know what break-even is for them. I wouldn't expect them to run it at a loss with everything else that's happened this year. So if they cancel it, what happens to your cash? Now, if it is force majeure, they say arrivals shall have the right to select an alternate date and attendee agrees their participation shall transfer. I'm not a fan of this. I kind of prefer the way that IPW did this, where they offered a refund, they offered a credit. And if you took the credit, you got a ton of extras as well for next year And that's what I want to see Arrival do. Now, I'm not looking at their books, right? I don't know their finances. I'm pretty sure that they're hurting for the reasons I mentioned earlier on today. But we are all hurting. Tour operators are hurting. How many refunds have you had to put through that you really couldn't afford? So my message to Arrival is, please, can you tell us what will happen. Does First of all, lockdown or restricting numbers of people who can gather, is that going to count as force majeure? And are you able to offer a refund if you do cancel this? Because I will urge you all to register through Arrival Phoenix if there is that peace of mind that they will refund if it is canceled, if Arrival cancel the event. Okay. I'm sure that doesn't make me very popular in Arrival circles, but like I said earlier on, I'm not really here to be popular. I'm here to help you grow your business and save you money. And that's my advice. And I I wrote that, I actually wrote a blog post on this because I get emails daily from, from you asking, hey, I wanted to go to Arrival Phoenix, what shall I do? Or I've already registered, will I get my money back? So hopefully Arrival will tell us more soon. the The second thing I wanted to address today was, conversation I had with John Peel on Monday, which was all about hygiene and certification. And I was curious to find out because John came out of nowhere with a couple of travel pros and said, we're coming up with a certification uh, for tours, activities, and attractions because there's no standards on this. It's not like a hotel star rating or for instance, in New York City, every eating place has a grade on the front window and I don't eat in anything less than an A. (laughs) So they have that. So that's kind of something that John is wanting to create. But my issue with it was it's phone-based. It's a hundred questions on a phone call. And then based on your answers, you get certification. On our Facebook group, I wrote I do have reservations around this being purely phone-based certification, but I applaud the effort here because anything that reassures nervous travelers right now, we all want. But John then wrote back and said, I totally understand the concern of a remote screening by phone and photos, but our goal is to make sure that everyone who wants to certify as clean and safe can. And we have to place our trust that the desire to do so is both well-intentioned and documented. I have a huge problem with this because I think this company, John's company, and I know they're new, are going about this completely the wrong way. To say our goal is to make sure that everyone who wants to certify as clean and safe can do so is incorrect. That doesn't reassure me as a traveler. This thing has no teeth because if I look at this shield, let's say you are running uh, Dave's tours, walking tours, you've got this shield. I'm like, oh, what's this? I click on it and I just read it. It's a phone questionnaire. I'm not really inspired. Now, in New York City, with the the restaurants, someone goes in there and inspects it and gives a grade. I I have every confidence in that. Now, I do recognize on scalability, I don't know how John's company can do that, let's just say, throughout the United States. And he does actually say, unfortunately, it would be absolutely unaffordable to small operators if we did on-site inspections with trained experts. The program will continue to evolve Hopefully one day it will include third-party verification. So I think my message here is you're basically paying $149 to have this shield on your website. And I don't think it really means much because there's no physical inspection behind it. I think what John's company should have done is gone to a local CVB, said, let's partner together. Let's do this in one city. So let's say, for instance, New York City, where he lives. They can do that in New York. They have the clout because it's run by local government. They can go in, they can inspect. They can issue the certification based on what they've seen. Maybe even franchise it. Talk about entrepreneurial approach. Then they can say, hey, if you want to do this in your city, here's the franchise fee, go do it. John can train people up. They can go out and do it in their own cities. Now, I'm not uh, an expert in this field whatsoever. All I know is I look at it as as a consumer. And if he's saying our goal is to make sure that everyone who wants to certify can do so, that's really not, it's not going to reassure me. I won't have much trust in it as it stands. I respect the effort. I, I respect what they're trying to do, but I think that they're, they're going about it the wrong way. Just my view. Let, let me know what you think over at the Facebook group, which is Torpreneur.com forward slash Facebook. Would you pay $149, answer a hundred questions, just to slap a Sansi shield on your website? All right. I'm, I'm over the 10 minutes. I apologize. I'm trying to keep these short and snappy for you. There's one more thing I want to bring up. Uh, what I learned this week is basically I send out a brief where I curate the news in tours and activities. I send that out every weekday uh, other than Mondays. And I've been doing this now for almost a year and a half. And I had to get the painters in because I thought, you know, it's looking a bit tired. Uh, I haven't changed it. It was my design from the start. As you guys know, I'm not a great designer. Don't pretend to be. So I hired someone and that's a story in itself. Talk about Sorpreneur approved because the first person MailChimp expert I had was an absolute disaster. Almost cost me over 200 bucks. The second person I hired will be featuring in the approved directory and I'll share more about her later on in another episode of this. But I I changed the design, loved it. Much easier on the eye, sent it to a couple of subscribers. They were like, yeah, much better, easier to read, etc. So I send it out. I was really nervous about it, as we all are when we change anything. Uh, online, it goes out, and a couple of people said, "Yeah, we really like it, we really like it." And then suddenly, I start getting emails saying, "Hey, you know, on on my Gmail, your message clips halfway through, which means it only shows half the email. Then you have to click to get the whole thing." No one's going to want to do that, and it was weird because that doesn't happen in iPhone. I discovered it's not a Mailchimp issue; it is a Gmail issue. So I'm going to talk more about how I'm trying to fix that in the future, but. My learning really was, I was really nervous about changing something. And I think we all fall into that bracket with our own websites, maybe with our own emails, um, maybe even with booking platforms, that fear of change because things are working okay. And we don't want to change it, even though it might improve things because we're scared of change. And it got me thinking that right now, uh, my open rates on my, my newsletter are down because of layoffs, because of reduced hours, furloughs. And quite frankly, like with webinars, some people are just sick of reading what's going on. I get that. So now actually is a really good time for me to make the changes. When the open rates are crushing it, then is not a great time to make the changes. I think that's the lesson for all of us with our tours. Now is a perfect time. If you want to update your website, change photos, change copy, maybe an updated logo, now is the perfect time to do it and send it out to friends, family, test the hell out of it, get the feedback, and then when we're out of this- you're going to be in a really good position with your website. All right, I'm going to leave it there. We're almost at the 15-minute mark. I hope you all have a healthy week. I'm loving the resiliency that I'm hearing on the check-ins. I hope you're enjoying the tour operator check-ins as well. I'm really motivated by how all of you are hunkering down, working on your digital fundamentals, staying positive, despite everything the world is throwing at us. You guys are really inspiring me. Thanks for tuning in. this is Torpreneur. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit Torrpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.